Welcome to episode 2 of Unpaid Overtime. I'm Rich, and I'm joined this week by Lou and Barney. Let's talk about Godzilla vs. Kong. So here we are, lads. Episode two of the podcast. We yeah. uh, we made it successfully through the first uh, the first episode, and we're back We've for another one. Back. We've not been cancelled yet, which is great. It's a great feeling. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was a it was a big risk. I think uh, some touchy some touchy subjects in the first episode. Yeah. Uh, Ray Ban Oakleys. They've not come for us yet, but let, <laughs> let's see. There's still plenty of time. There is time. Speaking of which, I have got. Uh, some questions for you guys. Well, I wanted a bit of advice. You're both quite stylish. Of course. Summer's approaching, and I've bought some eyewear. Oh, no. Oh, uh, God. Well, I'm I'm working on a budget, and so I thought I'd see what I could get. So first up, I've got some knockoff Ray-Bans. Yeah. £2.99. Okay. Yeah, I mean... Oh, I think they're all right, they aren't they? They look quite good. I mean, I love the fact that they're reflecting your screen, so they've got yeah, that nice... everything. Um, that nice Ray-Ban chromatic reflection <laughs> the perfect going on. podcast yeah. spectacles. Yeah. And they're great because you can wear them indoors and look super, super cool. Yeah, I would... So that's option one. I would one. argue they look cooler indoors than they probably would outdoors. But wait until you see option two. Oh, no. And I know what you're thinking. Uh, I wanted to look like a superhero here uh, from a very famous movie. But it's not what you're thinking. I've gone for Tony Stark. Uh Nice glasses. I mean, the- I mean, they they don't they don't uh, suit me as much as they suit Tony Stark, unfortunately. I I don't know. I think um, you definitely give them a run for your money. Looks like the the rims of an old CRT television. Yeah, I think I think my granddad used to have a pair of these. They look they look um, as thick as a CRT television as well. So fucking thick. Yeah. <laughs> um. So th- those are cool. Uh, they were, I think, about four quid. Nice. Uh, also from China. We're under a tenner all in now, at the minute. <clears throat> under a tenner all in. I mean, I reckon he, he's, he's final... splashed out on this pair. Oh, this is I've, this going to be at least out. a five. These were, this was the most expensive purchase, but it, I thought it'd be nice to have a little callback. Obviously, in the last episode, we went off on aviators a little bit. And so I thought, you know what? I want to look like Tom Cruise this summer. I want to get those... Batman goggles on the go. So I bought these, I again, on Amazon, I bought some aviators. These were the most expensive. These came in at like five quid. Uh, but it wasn't, I, I, I ordered the wrong thing. And these are just the little plastic tips that, <laughs> that, you, that you get on the end of... Uh, the wings. On, on, yeah, wings, arms, whatever you call the like, ear support. I mean, paying tomorrow. a fiver for some tips is not too bad. That. I mean, I, I wish they would block the sun out of my uh, eyes. It does come with a cloth that you could drape over your it, eyes. Yeah. <laughs> it comes with a cloth. It, so, yeah, to explain what we're looking at is this is a cloth. In fact, I don't think it's a cloth. I think it's a carrier, a little bag. It's a little bag to carry glasses in. With no glasses. Um, it's like this tartan bag. Oh, it looks a bit Burberry-esque. It's, oh, yeah, it's, it's a bag. It's, it's real Burberry. That's what I've paid another, for. Uh, another and, product plug right there, Burberry, if you're listening. Yeah, if you're listening, and yeah, I've just got these little plastic tips that go on the end of uh, aviators, but I don't have any aviators. So, <laughs> if any listeners want these, then 
get in touch. Yes, yeah, so if anybody, if anybody listening has aviators that are just the lenses, um, if we've if if we've upset anyone in the last episode that wears aviators on the regular, uh, then we can uh, we can yeah. we can. If someone got up. so upset, come and get Barney's tip. If someone got so upset in the last episode that they threw their aviators on the ground in a fit of rage, uh, breaking the arms in the process, we're going to reimburse one of you. <laughs> Just one, one of you, or we can, or we can give one tip, yeah, to two, one tip each to two. Well, people. I think, I think it's an honesty policy, right? Um, if somebody wins and they've only really broken the one arm, they should let us know so that we can give it to someone else who's in need. Yeah, don't don't go out and spend a fiver on new aviator no. tips. Yeah, we've got the tips just for you. <laughs> who we've, who gets the bag? We've got just the tips. Who wins the bag? Is that is that being offered um, separately? It's a separate price. You can have the bag Ooh, oh, if you like. Thank you, Lucky Lou. Oh, so happy Christmas! I feel feel so fortunate. So yeah, I suppose uh, should we dive in to let's. So yeah, obviously, start of the movie, we we open up on a little scene of Kong in his little little habitat, um, very sexual <laughs> playlist going on it's in the a very background. Odd playlist, isn't it? I th- I thought it was a herbal essence. Is that <laughs> yeah, just yeah. We'd see we'd see King Kong like showering in the waterfall, yeah. making groaning noises. Which also, can we just because you're worth that, it? Is that environmentally friendly? Were those ads? Do soap suds survive properly? In you know, are you are you supposed to dump shampoo into a natural water source? Probably no, not. probably not. Mm. Um, but he does. He doesn't care. Because it's the no tears one, I suppose. So yeah, it was. I don't know. It was just a bit of a weird opener. Obviously, having watched Kong movies in the past, uh, it just seemed like a bit of a weird segue for me. And uh, I, yeah. I, I, I personally quite liked it. I liked that it kind of um, it, it was odd. Don't get me wrong, um, but it was it was kind of humanizing him in a way, which is, I guess, kind of important to being on his side in this uh, through this movie. So. You know, straight away, there's a little bit of personality behind it. He's living, he's doing kind of what human people do, almost. Uh, he wakes up, he has a shower, he dances around a little bit. And then he uh, he meets this little girl who's holding a Kong toy, which is cute. I wonder I wonder if that'll become a popular thing, maybe. It's a great merchandising maybe, opportunity if they don't do it. Maybe maybe a car insurance company will make it their mascot and it's worth worth noting for people turn into a listening as well we mean kong as in king kong not the sort of that dog toy like she wasn't just trying yeah. to play fetch with him it wasn't filled with peanut butter it was it was like a, a a small version of him made out of like straw and fabric and it was it was wonderful it was a little bit creepy yeah, yeah. but but, uh, but it, it enrages him it seems to really turn him turn him off because he picks up some large log type well javelin type log lobs it out of the um oh uh spoilers by the way <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> uh two hours earlier than we remembered yeah. last time uh yeah spoilers this is a movie please make sure you've watched it beforehand or or don't get upset yeah. with us if you, you don't haven't. care about it just listen to this yeah <clears throat> just listen to this instead this is probably better than as movie. well Definitely listen uh, to it as well. As well as I yeah. mean, listen as in, make sure you time, at least listen maybe. to this. The movie we don't yeah. care about. Yeah, I was going to say, just listen to this, and then if you fancy watching the movie, then maybe watch yeah. the movie. But yeah, the movie will be fine. It's made like ninety million dollars in its opening yeah. week. Or and, and who who was so. the studio? Universal. Uh, no, it was um, was it not Warner Brothers again? 
It, it might have been Warner. I think it was Warner well, Bros. I think they've had a really yeah. good Yeah, well, there we are then. If, if you listen to this um, podcast and that makes you want to watch the film and you do dish out the, the fifteen ninety nine to rent it, email Warner Brothers. Let them know that, that we're the reason. Tell them that we're putting in the unpaid overtime. Oh. oh. And, uh, yeah, going back to this... Uh, this javelin thing, so it's, we this kind of breaks this this wall, literally and figuratively. He's throwing this javelin, goes through the wall, breaks through, reveals he's in some kind of Truman Show situation, um, which was uh, because of that movie. I was terrified for many years that I was in Truman Show. <laughs> maybe we still are. That's, yeah, maybe we are. Maybe this is all. This might be a simulation. Kong is a bit of foreshadowing to real life. And the fact that we are in a big it's, dome. This was all a clue it's stu- that we are. It's the studios trying to get away with how much they can reveal to us without giving away the truth. We've been domed. Yeah. We've been domed. We've been domed, well and truly. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, go on. It, no, no, I was just going to just say it was a bit of a weird one for me because, um, yeah, obviously, I can't remember if the in the last Kong movie if you actually see him ever being put into captivity or whether this is just the first introduction to the fact that they've just managed to get him into this big stadium type containment containment. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm yeah, sure it's just it was a bit that. yeah, it was just a bit of a weird one for me, but um yeah, I mean quite a quite a cool opener, I guess. Nice little it's, intro. It's very Guardians of the Galaxy esque, wasn't it? It felt like I felt like the audio like the sound and the kind of visual style of it felt a bit like an opening to a um a Guardians of the Galaxy film. Well, I think we find, yeah, it was it was kind of a, it was a nice, lively open, and it's it's kind of a theme. There's not one kind of style of music that you see throughout the movie, is it? Is it is quite a good soundtrack, to be fair. Um, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I like what they've done. I with would, it. Uh, I guess, we'll, we might touch on the soundtrack later. I was in two minds about it. I thought that it was good, but very inconsistent. I didn't. Yeah. I felt like it was like they were trying to. They didn't really know what style they wanted to go with. There were some like outrun style tracks in there. There was yeah. older sixties, seventies music. There was modern music. There was classic Zimmer esque soundtrack elements, and it was just it was a bit sporadic. But it was it worked for the most part, I think. But there were some in there that I thought were a bit a bit odd. Yeah, it did jump all over the place, didn't it? Mm. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think overall, as a as a as a piece, it did kind of work. Yeah, I think um, so. With the odd uh, track in there that definitely didn't work, but we'll we'll mm. probably touch on that later on. I think. Yeah. So we've uh, we're moving into the next scene now, where we're transli- transitioning out. We see someone speaking into a radio, and at this point, we're introduced to the real evil on this earth: podcasters. Yeah, the worst. Yeah. I mean the absolute scourge just fuck off yeah who the fuck likes podcasters there's too many of them that's what I've heard um yeah it's interesting because he's podding on equipment that dates back from like the 1980s I think I mean probably not that old maybe a slight over exaggeration on my part but um yeah it's it's Adele Rich doesn't mean it's from the 80s sorry obviously we uh only use Apple, right? Yeah, or Dell, or we're brand agnostic. Remember, bragnostic, bragnostic. I like that. Oh, I'll uh, trademark it immediately. Definitely do. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's a bit of a weird one. Um, 
did we touch upon the fact that they obviously say about Kong being in confinement because if he's not, Godzilla will come for him? No. Yeah, it comes no. up, uh, or at least I think it might come up slightly later. Does it? Uh, I, I don't remember it coming up this early. Yeah, yeah. but then obviously uh, it, it turns out that they're obviously shipping stuff from this Apex Cybernetics um, to Hong Kong. And that is the mystery. What are they shipping to Hong Kong? I wonder who will be revealed. That yeah, we won't give that away yet. <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously I think we get introduced to Millie Bobby Brown next. Um, yeah, she's such good friends with Drake. So I hear. Um, and you know, there's nothing, there's nothing creepy about that at all. No. no. Yeah, and she's obviously, I think she's having some sort of full blown row because. Um, Oh no! I, we I've jumped ahead. We don't. You we have, don't meet. Yeah. We're introduced to Doctor Lind yeah. first, played by Alexander Skazgar. Yes, mm. of course we are. Um, and we're also do we do we not get introduced to a? Mm-hmm. We get our first sight of Godzilla as well before the scene that I was just talking about, rocking around in the ocean. That's absolutely correct. Um, and then they have the little warning that he's heading towards. Is it, I'm guessing it's America first, isn't it? Who knows, really? Yeah. Uh, all I know Big is, city. you know, our, our first appearance of uh, of Godzilla, he absolutely wrecks the uh, the base that everyone's in. His his shooty mouth beam is really great. Pretty, I'm a big fan of the the shooty sweet. mouth beam. I mean, I feel like it should definitely be called shooty mouth beam from now on. I believe it's the radioactive yeah. shooty mouth beam. Though is the is the full title. Oh, Don't want to upset Godzilla. No. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the shooty mouth beam is. Wait, sorry. Radioactive shooty mouth beam. Um, yeah, obviously just decimates that whole base, revealing that little metallic pod, which our podcaster gets visibility of um, mm. before um, running away. Um, yeah, there was the weird that one, and it was the the apple scene, right? He just he tells the guy not to eat an apple because it's a, a massive conspiracy theory. It's worth mentioning that he is a huge conspiracy theorist this yeah. this guy Bernie I believe his name is Bernie yes best Bernie. character um, in the whole movie yeah but then he just takes a, the best takes a bite of the guy's apple it's a bit a bit odd I mean you know how I feel about comic relief it's um it's fine he he's he actually not too bad he's an alright character I I think he's a good balance because yeah. um a lot of characters a lot of specifically comic relief characters are often a little bit over the top and yeah his character is kind of wacky in places but even when he's playing kind of serious like if he's a bit annoyed with what's going on uh it's funny but it's kind of naturally funny it's just because of he gives off the energy of being kind of funny but not in a not in, in an overly goofy yeah, it's way not obnoxious he's not trying too hard yeah i do i do agree actually and I think that is helped by the fact that at least they didn't put in a character that was like that, right? Right? Right. I mean, we're we're going to arrive at him in a second, I think. Um, can we just not talk about him? Yeah, maybe we just we pretend. Could, we, could complete, we can completely ignore him. If I've already like. tweeted Zach to see if he'd do, a, do um, his own cut. <laughs> do a Snyder cut of uh, Godzilla vs. Kong. Uh, so once Godzilla's wrecked up that base, uh, we're now seeing that Dr. Lind, as I've said, played by Alexander Skazgard, he's, convinc- he's convinced the, and air quotes, Kong Whisperer and friends to transport Kong 
uh, to this hollow earth, which by now has been kind of explained loosely. Uh, Kong, we jump to Kong, who's passed out on the ship. He's absolutely ketted off his tits. He is really fucking. Uh, he's, yeah, he's high he's as a great. kite. He's, look, he's looking at his hands. He's obviously he's tripping balls. It's great. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel sorry for him. Bless him. Yeah, you know, he was, there is that. He was, there's that moment where he looks at his hand that is fucking hilarious. Oh just, God! Yeah, we've all just, been there, right? We've all been we've all been in that moment where you're absolutely wankered, and then you just look at your hand and you're like, "I'm way more fucked than I thought I was." Yeah, it's that moment where you, it's when you see yourself in the bathroom mirror, isn't it? It's when you go to the toilet in the club and you're like, "I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine," and then you're just like, "Nope, not okay." You think you're looking at yourself yeah. in the mirror, but really you're just looking at yourself in the puddle on the floor where you've fallen over. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine the amount of gear it would have taken to take out. a a guy that big. Oh, though. he was loaded. He's, he's one monster dude. Like I imagine they've got like one of these BP trucks just following them around, absolutely filled to the brim with LSD and heroin. <laughs> just got it on a fucking drip straight into his arm. Oh man, yeah, he was. It's also being followed around by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> he was gone, so gone. Um, yeah, and I think um, doesn't he have a? He has another little touching moment with the the girl. Uh, where she comes up onto the deck and because uh, he starts freaking out a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, he starts coming too. Uh, he has a little bit of a freak out, and the girl from the island comes up with a with a little Kong toy. The not again, not the dog toy. Um, yeah. Still the the straw wrapped Kong uh, doll. Um, yeah, and they do sort of like a weird ET throwback. Um, yeah. I mean, great. Great muscle control from Kong because you know I was expecting him to absolutely obliterate that girl's face. Yeah, and also well, for, yeah. yeah, like you said though, his you know his absolute steadiness, given how completely off his face he is, was uh, very yeah. impressive. I mean, it would have just taken like one hand shudder, and he would have just batted her off the boat. Absolutely, just, just slaps what? his hand down on the uh, on the deck. Yeah, yeah, um, and then obviously another part of this is we learn. Kong can actually sign language. Yeah. So, so I don't know which one it is, British or American. Probably American, right? I imagine so, yeah. 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 But um, I think that, that relationship was quite sweet, wasn't it? Throughout the film. Yeah, uh, I think it was between... quite nice. Yeah. It reminded me of Michael Jackson and Bubbles. It was quite sweet. <laughs> you know? I mean, slightly less creepy. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, um, yeah, and Kong, Kong obviously asks, he asks to go home, doesn't he? And... Yeah, and and then it cuts, and you think, oh, maybe they're going to take him home, and then the next scene, no, he's uh he's still on the boat. They've just ignored him. Yeah, we could send we could send him home, or we could lie to him. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that going on, but uh, so now in between this kind of this travel, this movement back to well towards the where the Hollow Earth entrance is, uh, we're now. This is where we're meeting Millie Bobby Brown. She's stealing a van with her. What are they? Are they just friends? Probably just they're, friends, they're, right? Air just, quotes. Just yeah. friends. Air quotes. He's in the yeah. friend zone. Yeah. He's fine with it. It's fucking Kong, isn't it? It's Kong. It's definitely Kong. Yeah, either that or it's Ray-Ban. We made that joke about not getting yeah. approached yet, and it's, it's definitely... They fucking is. turned up at his door with a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> fucking shut down unpaid overtime now. Stop fucking talking about our glasses. Stop talking about us. Yeah. 
Our analytics have picked up an awful lot of mentions of Ray-Ban in your fucking podcast. <laughs> yeah, stop talk- Stop making this so uh, so unbalanced. There are Ray-Bans, there are aviators. Other other glasses brands exist. No, Ray-Ban, uh, aviators are Ray-Bans. What? Yeah. Yeah. Ray-Ban, that, that, they're, an, they're an aviator. Wait, is this, is this a genuine style. thing? You you lying no, to me? No, no. no. Aviators, you, you lying no, to aviators friends. are made by Ray-Ban. Yeah, Ray-Ban is... They were the original people that made aviators. Well, fuck. <laughs> wow. That is a revelation for a Sunday. I did not think that would be happening today. Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. It's just life-changing. Um, yeah. Millie Bobby Brown stills a van with her just friend. Yeah. There was a lot of uh, um, fellow kids stuff in there, wasn't there? It was a lot of... Uh, trying to relate to that generation. How do you do, fellow children? How do you do, fellow kids? <laughs> yeah. And then, the, yeah, that... that Oh, that fucking... Hey, do you sell bleach? Just... Oh, just. I sell candy. Just... Oh. Candy? I get you some candy. I just... Yeah, we didn't... That that was the start of a... of a downhill relationship with that... with that character for me. Yeah, so this is, I guess we'll talk about it now. So this is Julian Dennison, plays Josh Valentine. Uh, he's the, um, he, he is the just friend. Uh, he can be identified by his uh, New Zealand accent. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, he wasn't the one for me. Um, I think in other things he's been in, he's been all right. I enjoyed him in Deadpool. He's very good in Deadpool. Uh, Fire <laughs> Firefost. I just wasn't. A massive fan of his character in this movie. Yeah, I uh, agree. Sorry to say, I think it's the tone of the movie, right? Is they almost had like Bernie was enough of that comic side of things, and I think, yeah, in hindsight or retrospect, whichever one is more appropriate, the the character of Bernie was actually not as annoying as I thought when I first watched it. Um, hearing you guys talk about, it, actually, he did he did deliver like a good amount of comic relief, whereas. Julius, was it Julian? He, yeah. um, yeah, it was just too much. Agreed. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, and then there's kind of some weird dialogue when they, when they meet up with uh, this Bernie character about something to do with tap water, and oh yeah, I, I don't know because the iron I kind of lost. Was it because the irons in the tap water? And <clears throat> I don't know, maybe something to do with government mind control. Yeah, yeah. who knows. Um, but then, yeah, so there was tap water, then something about a flask in a holster. Uh, I'd completely lost interest in this so, scene, so if anyone yeah, I think that, has more I think the flask in the holster was given to him by his late wife, yeah, uh, or, or girlfriend, I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was wife, um, and basically he said that until the flask was empty, he wasn't going to give up drinking, but as soon as the flask was empty, that's when he would stop, um, and obviously that comes into play later on in the movie. Oh, I don't remember that coming into play. Oh, well. Oh god, I've missed when a huge we get point to that. Cuz I got the imp- I get the impression then he's a he's teetotal, right? Is that what the point was? No, he I I take that as he doesn't want to quit. Yeah, because oh, I I had there. I thought the quote was the day this goes empty is the day I've given up, which was because I thought it was basically the minute he starts drinking again. Oh. Is well. it? That's how I that's how I took it as well, but as I said, I wasn't paying massively close attention to this. No. I mean <laughs> I was paying attention and I think right. that I've got it wrong, but 
I mean, it was a, it was a filler scene, wasn't it? It wasn't. Yeah. There was yeah. no there was no real meaty content in there. No, no. They just had to show these characters meeting, and now suddenly they've they've gone on a new journey with with this older guy, um, Drake. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh no! This this was yeah. a, a social commentary again. Say, Why? Yeah, Millie Bobby Brown's just dialed Drake in and just brought him along for the journey. <laughs> uh, so we're we're cutting to the next scene. Uh, so we're back. Back in the back into the ocean, Kong is he's now fully awake, sat on the uh, sat on the ship, and he grabs himself a handful of handful of fush. Fush. Close up. It's a nice, nice, nice close up. It's really nicely detailed CG on there. Yeah, yeah, it was nice. And you know, he had a bit of a smile on his face, which was nice to see. Obviously, the last scene we saw him, and he was a little bit sad, and now he's awake, munching on some fish, and happy days. He's got a bit of a smile. Mm, happy Kong. Happy Kong. Happy Kong, happy life. That's what they. That is they what say. they say. Yeah, I've actually got that on my wall in script writing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just next to live, laugh, Kong. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and then obviously off the back of him eating his fish, we uh, have a little bit fush. A little bit of dialogue uh, between Alexander Skarsgård and the little girl. What do you say? Is is it the little girl's like carer? She's a carer, isn't she? She's not parent or anything like that because obviously we learned that the little girl's family were killed on Skull um, Island okay yeah I guess she's her adopted legal yeah. guardian um, so obviously we learned that her entire family was killed but Kong saved her specifically um, and Alexander Skarsgård's character asks if Kong would take direction from the girl like she can control him which I thought was a bit weird hmm um, well, he, yeah, he, he, that, that was his only intention, right? Is he just wants to use Kong for his own interests, which is getting into hollow earth, which yeah, I don't think we've touched on yet, but it did, yeah, earth. they introduced it in the film. Essentially, there's the theory in the movie that there's, uh, the earth's crust, uh, is followed then by a void before you get to the actual center of the earth. So, and in that void exists a, its own world, I suppose. A second earth. A second earth. With inverted gravity mm. at some point. At a very specific point. A very specific point. At a very specific point. Um, yeah, and then... And if you're not prepared for it, people die and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We th- we did miss that scene out, didn't we? Where we <clears> actually get... When we get introduced to Alexander Skarsgård's character in his little office. Yeah, but the, yeah, his his aim, isn't it, is to essentially... It's not avenge his brother, but he his brother went in to explore the Hollow Earth didn't make it uh, because of this gravitational inversion and he's now trying to almost do right by his brother's memory by proving that this is real and he knows he knows it exists but you know when they approach him he's a bit downtrodden isn't he he's sort of given up on exploring it because i guess he you know he still believes in it but he just feels like the world's against him they just weren't ready for that inverted gravity it uh, tore them to shreds exactly um, and then I always thought about this. Sorry, oh. as a kid, I thought about this. This is quite a good thing to put touch upon. Where did you ever get that thing where you thought about what would happen if gravity just got turned off? I, do you know what I have thought about this? And what, yeah, you just float away. Yeah, because like if you were indoors, mm. you'd be fine, right? Because you'd kind of you could just use the ceiling. But then, would it be so strong that the the the, the house, like the foundations, got ripped up as well? Because that would be fucking terrifying. Like just 
falling down into yeah. space. Um, yes, yeah, do you know what the 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 limit of my thought has always been? If I'm indoors, I'm fine because yeah. I just like lie on the ceiling. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, they do say if gravity does invert, just stand under a door frame, or is that earthquakes? I thought that was earthquakes. Maybe it's maybe it's both. It's me. Me. I yeah. I feel like it would apply to both. I mean, it depends though, because if it happens suddenly and you're halfway through a door frame, you could really hurt yourself if gravity gets inverted. Yeah. End up mm. on both sides of the door frame. Oh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You wouldn't want that. Look like something out of paranormal activity. Uh, <laughs> don't end up, that's that is that classic saying, isn't it? You don't want to end up on both sides of the door frame. I have heard that many a times. Yeah. But yeah, I, I guess. Yeah, you wouldn't want. The door, door frame right, is okay, right? Because, yeah, you could you could um, brace yourself on the top part of it. Yeah. Because the ceiling's strong enough. Like, obviously, the floors themselves have the beams, right? They have supporting beams. I don't really yes. fully understand how buildings are made, but I understand the concept that there's a floor and, and, and walls, and that just repeats until they give up on how high they want it. <laughs> but you, you mean you've you've... You don't understand architecture and how and how actual building structures. Work. Yeah, I'm, ad- you I'm mean- admitting that on the podcast. I, you mean you've never, you know, gone to a really long course? I don't know how long these <laughs> things take. Maybe it's an hour. It might be an afternoon. You just learn how afternoon. to do architecture. I've, I've and- heard eight years, but I don't think that's true. I think that's eight hours. Shit. I think. I think you can. I think you could do an online course in about forty-five minutes. But it always shocks one of those me. ones where you um, just randomly click the answers at the end and hope yeah. for the best. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, when you go, oh, I've clicked A too many times. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go for C. Yeah. Go C now. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being so shocked as well. I saw a ro- roadworks being done before, and it really, it really shocked me because there was they were obviously digging while well, the roadworks were getting the roadworks done. the roadworks were getting done. Yeah, um, <laughs> sorry, cancel. But yeah, the the road was obviously there's a big hole, a big crater in it because they were doing something to the gas lines or water lines or whatever they were doing, and. It's just what our roads are like around yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> holes, this... holes down to the water lines. So imagine, imagine a pot <laughs> down to the. Imagine the potholes that you get on every road, but bigger. And the the layer of tarmac was surprisingly thin, and then it was just dirt, and it just kind of made. It's like I had this sudden realization of, like, how the fuck do houses stay up? Like how do how do they, buildings they, not just fucking fall straight into the ground? Foundation. And some of them do. Well, some of well, them yeah. do, yeah. But like, how does it not happen more often? Uh, I don't even care how stupid I'm making myself sound because I'm sure there are other people who've had this exact thing. Like, yeah, man. I guess ceilings. practice makes perfect. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, that's a revelation. Just moral of the story. Sorry, I'm, stand, I'm just really stand under door frames at all. I've times. now just become very suddenly aware of how many flats are above me. And how much weight that totals up into. So, oh yeah, that's very true. Are you no, more conscious get... of your surroundings now? Oh yeah, how, definitely. How many floors above you are there? Three or four. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Um. I'd be safest in a gravity inversion, anyway. So. True. You you you'd you'd have to pull through four floors before you got to the outside world. Yeah, and chances Although of that you're in, slim to none. You're in a tall flat, which means there's a bigger mass, so it would be more affected by gravity, maybe. So ah. as it's flipped, you're on this super heavy, um, mm. in this super heavy building, and that's just going to rip out the ground. It does mean 
maybe if like you fly into the moon, you'll be the last to hit it because you're on the bottom floor, but then suddenly you're on the top floor. Yeah, I see what you mean. Um, yeah, so it's more say, likely, so- more likely to, more likely for the building to uproot, but better chance of surviving a moon, a drastic moon landing. Yeah, but also just think about the real estate that you'll then own because you'll then be a penthouse owner. And it's like the first moon building, right? Mm. Maybe yeah. they haven't thought about this. They're talking about the logistics of shipping all these materials up to the moon or Mars to try and create a colony. Just fucking launch the buildings we've already got. What, just shoot them and hope? Just, yeah. In now fairness, if you... Get into the hollow earth, attach some thrusters. You do see, especially in America, there's always these big flatbed lorries driving around that have like entire houses. Yeah, in they them. actually do. Why yeah. not just why not just send send that bitch to the moon? Yeah. Isn't including it? SpaceX the, flatbed, including the lorry, including because the they lorry. might want to move the house just, as well. Well, exactly. You wouldn't. Yeah, you'd you'd have to you'd have to be able to move. Just yeah. Just put some put some wings on it. Get some jet thrusters. You'll even get like some little sprinter vans that follow it around as well. That says. Yeah. Wide abnormal, abnormal load. <laughs> abnormal load. Yeah, imagine forgetting to move um, the truck and then suddenly, you know, you land on the moon in your house and you're like, oh, this is, I thought I'd be closer to a school. thought the catchment, I'm not anyone, in the catchment area. Did anyone bring the dog? <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Where were we? Mm. Um, I think we're, so we're still on the boat, aren't we? And yeah, the, uh, yeah. the little girl is uh, sitting on her bed. She places her hand on the side of the boat. And we get to hear the low rumbles of Godzilla making his mm. way towards the oh. boat. Yes. We see, and she yeah, does, Godzilla doesn't she? She feels, she puts her hand on the boat. She feels the, the she rumbles. Feels the, she feels the gentle pulsing of Godzilla. Mm. Oh. Oh, no. Um. <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh, this, this, this is what we get cancelled for. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! <laughs> uh, I think we, I think we found our title. Yeah, <laughs> I think we're good. The, the, and the gentle pulse. So moving, yeah, moving past that. <laughs> Godzilla's imminently coming, right? Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) He absolutely is. Um, He's posting too much. (laughs) (laughs) He's on his way. He's arrived. He he has arrived. arrived. Uh, he's, He's arrived. Kong is... He's handcuffed, and that's never an ideal. That's never an ideal position to be in. <laughs> oh god! Um, yeah, so obviously, obviously, Kong's a bit pissed off because he can't defend himself, yeah. um, and for yes. some reason, all of the scientists on the boat decide that they shouldn't just unlock him and let him fight and help. Which is. They, uh, the, the dumbest decision. Yeah. They just they wait. No, they're 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 already bringing him bringing him out there to like release him and use him. Yeah. And their argument is we can't lose him. We can't let him get away. Where's he gonna go? Yeah. 
You're in the middle of the fucking he's ocean. He's a monkey. Well, he's a gorilla. Docking paddle all the way to basically. shore. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, but really cool initial fight scene. Yeah. Obviously, Godzilla flips the boat upside down, doesn't he? Kong still yeah. handcuffed and slowly drowning. At which point, they then decide to unlock him and give. Do do they or does he rip his way out? No. So Alexander Skarsgård swims whilst they're all underwater. He swims over to unleash unleash him, doesn't he? Unleash, oh, okay. I, I missed that bit. That's yeah. That's, that was quite nice of him. So he pulls. He he really struggles to pull the handle. Um, but yeah, he he um, releases him, and then obviously Godzilla and Kong have a little bit of a little bit of a tangle underwater, which Kong breaks out of with a cheeky little headbutt. Oh, absolutely drops the nut on on lizard. Yeah, boy. I think if the if there's one thing you watch this movie for, it's that the fight scenes are just fucking awesome. Yeah, they're so mm, good. They are very good. Yeah, so he obviously gives him a sweet nut to the face. Yeah, Glasgow mm. kiss. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, at which point he then, I think he does the boat self right itself, or does Kong? Flip no, it? I think I think Kong flips yeah. it. Kong flips the boat. Then he climbs onto it, jumps onto an onto another one. Oh uh, yeah, he ends up uh, on an aircraft the, carrier, doesn't he? He ends up on an aircraft carrier, which. Uh, which I guess is for the best, considering what's about to happen. That boat flip's um, really cool, though, because they... I mean, I imagine it's a CGI ca- environment, but the camera, like, attaches to the boat, doesn't it? They, like, they sort of mm. fix it to the boat, so as the boat flips over, everything's in that perspective, which is super, super cool. Yeah, I, d- I don't know. I mean, I'd, would it have gone over that easily? Like, I feel as if quite a lot of water's gotten in... Would he have just flipped it and now the boat's still like there's feel, a lot of water? I don't yeah. know enough about boats no. to suppose, to yeah question. I suppose it, it depends on the amount but, of water it's taken on um, and the buoyancy that it's got below deck. There um, we go, resident boat yeah. expert, Rich. The buoyancy. Yeah, it's got so so the, much buoyancy. So damn buoyant. Mm. Um, so yeah, then obviously Godzilla clambers up onto the aircraft carrier as well, doesn't he? And then we get our first bit of hand-to-hand combat on a on a level playing field we do yeah. and we see that uh kong has a great right hook fantastic right hook but he has absolutely no chin yeah i was gonna say he gets dropped by the first punch <laughs> it, yeah it's one hit and he's down so which is amazing because his reach i mean maybe not so much his reach but godzilla's reach is appalling little little I mean, t-rex he's only arms. got he's got little he's got tiny arms. little tiny little t-rex arms um, which um, reminds me, just t- uh, in terms of tiny features, have you seen a movie called Tiptoes? No. no. Okay, you boys are in for a treat. Um, I'm going to quickly, just to, sorry everyone listening, uh, if, well, if you are listening, then feel free to also check out this trailer because it's a, it's a doozy. I've sent it. I've sent it to you guys. Uh, apologies for the mouse clicking. One sec. Oh my god, it's Matthew McConaughey. Wait, what? It's it's what Matthew McConaughey, and uh, so, some of the some of the cast will surprise you. But whoa, so, okay. Yeah, Tip Tiptoes is a 2003 movie. We're just watching through the trailer now, so we've just seen. There's one small problem. Yeah, and it's a guy called Ralph, played by Gary Oldman, who is a a little person. It's just kind of a classic early two thousands movie 
uh, movie trailer where there's a kind of a, a cheesy voiceover like bring them together and it's kind of all about this is it's all about uh, Matthew McConaughey it turns out he has his family are all little people and he didn't tell his his wife this who's who turns out to be pregnant and he didn't tell her <laughs> that their child could be little and things like that so it's this is the epitome of a 2000s trailer, isn't it? Does they could not? Does Peter Dinklage? Does he play a French person? Yes. Okay. I don't know that. Can people like they say midget a lot in this trailer? I don't know if I'm people sure. can still say midget. Not sure I, they wouldn't. They wouldn't be able to make this movie nowadays. No. Mm. I mean, they probably shouldn't either because it looks fucking terrible. Yeah, it does look terrible. <laughs> this is just the beginning. I love that the cheesy voice over for the trailer is talking about the only thing that matters is the size of their heart. Yeah, yeah. Gonahy. <laughs> the role of a lifetime, Gary Oldman. I, I'm not sure he. he I'm not sure he agrees with that sentiment. Uh, is it? Is it? They even put him front center on the credits for that trailer. He's the first name yeah. that appears. In the role of a lifetime. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Gary I think Oldman. I'm gonna veto that one for the next episode. Yeah. Are you sure? Mm. I think we could watch it. I think we should at but, some point. Yeah, just such it, it it looks such an awful movie and it should never have been made, but it is the role of a lifetime for Gary. Yeah, Hall. I have heard I that actually. Um I was going to say I haven't heard of him in any other movies other than no. this to be fair. Yeah, he would never have secured any of his major roles. No. Um before that yeah, like I think he was in. He was like a really minor character in like one of the Nolan Batman's. I think was he? I just don't I, recall. I didn't realize he was in that. No, no. But tip, if you, tiptoes. She, oh, leading role, role of a lifetime, role of a lifetime. Um. So yeah, jumping back into Godzilla vs Kong, we then get Godzilla shooting his. Wait, oh god, I've forgotten the name. Radioactive. Shoot. Shiny uh, laser just beam? Shoot his mouth expelliarmus. Yeah. Mm. Radioactive yeah. beam thing. He's been storing that up for a long time. Yeah, he has. He's been edging. <laughs> just vomit just spewing after a night of on the, on the WKD blues. Gently pulsing. <laughs> um, and what a pulse it was. Yeah, he yeah, fires uh, it up in the air, doesn't he? He does. Um, but the, the thing that always gets me with Godzilla in water is... I don't understand what he's standing on. <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah, I've already just thought about it. <laughs> I don't yeah, understand. How like, is he doing that? He's, I mean, he must be incredible at treading water, because... Yeah, you know when, you know when as a kid, when you try really hard just to use your legs, maybe he's but just he looks doing so that, like still. he's furiously, his thighs are furiously rubbing I mean, together. He, he has got he has maybe, got thick thighs. Yeah. He has got thunder thighs. Maybe he's got... Um, He's made sandals out of those little foam noodles you get at the swimming pools. Maybe. Oh. You, you can't sink those fuckers. So maybe maybe he's got like a little uh, ankle bracelet. He's got toe rings, all just made out of foam noodles. And Did you ever used to stand you know, prob- on floats in the swimming pool? And then oh, like, yeah. And then you sort of like, le- you, like, you sort of divert the balance of your weight and then suddenly it like fires up out of the- I mean you can I almost got knocked out by one of those I'm pretty I, sure like I, the, the speed that those come out of the water fun yeah, story phenomenal uh, I, I once did that and uh, the little they're like they, 
it basically, long story short, it, it shot out of the water and it actually broke somebody's nose. Oh, <gasps> amazing. Like another kid. Like it was, it was when I was in primary school. So, you know, you used to go for like those collective swimming lessons. Wow. Um, yeah, it did that and Love broke it. somebody's nose. Um, well, let's hope they're not listening. Sorry. Sorry about that, John, if you are listening. Um, <laughs> I still feel bad. I don't. And all you were trying to do was figure out the mystery of how Godzilla is so stable above the surface exactly. of the water. I was, it perplexed me all the way back then, 20 years yeah. ago. Why is he so buoyant? That's the thing, um, they, they talk about wanting to figure out this hollow earth theory. There's there's so many mysteries to uncover. I mean, he holds the key for water stabilisation, right? Yeah. I don't know why you'd need that. I feel like we might no. already have that technology, but just not on the think- levels that he's got. Maybe he's got the nuclear submarine strapped to his feet. Yeah, maybe. And do you think the the boat turning over, the capsizing of the boat was a bit of a fuck you kind of that that was a do you think that there's any um relevancy in that? Trying to sort of be like that wouldn't happen to Godzilla. Or if you had Godzilla's technology, boats wouldn't do this. Yeah. I think maybe something, you're to, right. something to think about in Kong Kong versus Godzilla too. Yeah. Yes. Maybe that'll like be the touched upon. Maybe we should write to them. Or maybe yeah. this is our open letter right yeah, now. This, is an open this whole letter. thing is an open please. letter. Yeah. Please invest research and development into Kong's floating devices. Yeah, we've had a lot of boat mishaps recently that could may, maybe did, wouldn't have happened if we'd understood Godzilla more. I mean, mm-hmm. Godzilla tech could have helped unblock the Suez Canal. Well, exactly. You know, international trade by sea could have been in such a better position than it is now. Yeah. Anyway. I was going to say that was a wild segue. <laughs> yeah. Have we got to the nightclub lift yet? Yeah, that's next, right? Uh, oh, yeah, no, it is. They they then... Oh, no, yes. we have to touch upon how easily fooled Godzilla was by the playing dead tactic. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. Let's make him think yeah. he won by just turning the engines off. Yeah, when yeah. when clearly they know that Kong is still alive because they make eye contact, so he knows yeah. he's not dead. Yeah. Yeah, well, it seems to be a theme. Every time Kong's had his ass kicked, Godzilla just looks over and he's a bit like, yeah, you fucking yeah, stay yeah. in. <laughs> you fucking know. And then as soon as he's gone, Kong's like, you better run. <laughs> as, soon as, he's out, run boy. as soon as he's out of earshot, I fucking beat you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fucking run, you little bitch. <laughs> what did yeah. you say? Nothing. Nothing. I didn't say I like anything. That. I like that. There's that understanding between the two monsters, though. That they, they they almost want to fight on fair grounds, right? You know, Godzilla yeah. doesn't want to doesn't want to sort of kick him while he's down. Actually, that's another point. How how did God, how did Kong get out of the death grip drowning scenario? Because obviously they dropped all of those mortar bombs on them. Yeah. Are we just? I'm guessing we're just, we're just supposed to assume that. The explosion they scared. Godzilla. They just scared. Yeah, they all hit Godzilla, but did no damage to Kong. Yeah, I think so. Because that, right. yeah, that was the release, wasn't it? That was why. That was, <laughs> that how was the escaped. release. That was the sweet release. Um, sweet release of death. Yeah. So it's just a bit of a bit of. I think it was a bit anticlimactic, to be honest, because um, not for Godzilla. No, I mean he got his end away. Yeah. He um, beamed up in. He, the, he beamed throb. so high up in the sky. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. It just felt a bit like obviously there was a great fight scene, and then he just kind of swam away. I mean, uh, as you say, Barney, it seems to be a theme. 
um, that Godzilla never finishes throughout this movie. Ah, um, well, yeah, I mean, I guess I can see why, because their first fight scene was very early into the movie, you know, within the first, maybe the second quarter of the movie. Um, if he had ended it there and then, end of movie. There's, <laughs> I, I imagine it was entirely movie-making tactics why they kept uh, finishing their fight and returning in in such a way, such a manner. Fair. But yeah, we are now into your nightclub elevator, Lou. It is, yeah. What, it feels like who the... Who, again, we've already established, I don't know much about architecture, but seems to me that in an industrial complex... Having a multitude of purple neon tubes running vertically inside a lift isn't really in keeping with the mood of the of the place. Uh, but yeah, they so million and mates they uncover something dodgy once they've gone in this nightclub lift. They've dropped tens of floors very quickly, and it doesn't seem to have affected their footing whatsoever. Uh, and then and then we see something in this room. They step out of the lift and there's some spooky-looking egg things. Very spooky-looking eggs. Spookiest yeah. eggs I've ever seen. I don't know. They, I, I find the eggs in Alien spookier, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I actually just thought like that scene in Prometheus is actually creepier mm. than, than this. Yeah. But, they, but strangely, strangely creepy nonetheless. Yeah, definitely. Uh, do they get picked up and put into a shipping container or are they in the shipping container? Yeah, so they're in. it turns out that they are in the container and then that container then gets delivered into the, uh, oh, the, like the, the ejection tunnel. The, the gravitational tunnel yeah. thing, which then yeah. shoots them off at 650 miles an hour to it Hong Kong. It is 650 Kong. miles an hour. I'm at, sorry. Within how, three seconds. Yeah, how did they not get shredded like they'd just gone through a colander? Unbelievable! Like they, do we have we done a number on those G's? How do you calculate G's? I don't know. I'm sure there's a Google calculator. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have a for quick it. Look. There usually is. Yeah, I'm having a look. It's it's in the same one as the, uh, the payment tax calculator. Oh yeah, the net, same sort of difficulty net salary to work out. You can you can look at net salary right next to G force measurement. Abort. Let's just move on. I'll carry on doing this in the background, and if I come to a number, I'll just shout yeah. it out. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, you you work that out, and we'll we'll continue. Uh, we now arrive in Antarctica. Kong is dropped off in Antarctica, and he's asked, "Get in the hole." Can we just um, the opening of this with those doors sliding open? Yes, totally unnecessary, right? Uh, I don't. Uh, are, are you talking about the way it looks like a sphincter? Opening? Yeah, I don't know whether this says a lot. I think I feel like this episode says a lot about me. I've, I feel like I've spoken a lot about sexual shit. I don't know what's wrong. You no. are a vile human being. Yeah. I know the same thing. That there's definite, there's definite sphincteral imagery as a theme in this movie. Sphincteral, sphincterial, sphincterial. Sphinct- I, I, I think sphincterial S- would be real. Sphincterial. Shit's about to get sphincterial. Is that something to real? No, it's just a delivery tunnel for a pod full of eggs. <laughs> Again, a pod full of... I mean, no, yeah. Anywho, um, they managed to talk... Uh, they managed to talk Kong into the hole, into the sphincter of uh, of truth, by telling him that he may have some family down there, which may or may not be a lie. It was a lie. And then they... then 
it was a lie. Liar. They descend. They descend then into Hollow Earth. Uh, it was it was a pretty dope descent, if if you ask yeah, me. Yeah, pretty cool. It, it was reminiscent of you know in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory when they get on the uh, when they get on that little canal of chocolate, mm. and uh, you've got you've got Willy Wonka singing as they as they as they go down. and It gets real creepy, real spooky, and there's all sorts of lights. Uh, resembles that a little bit. I, I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a fun scene. Um, so we land in. So we finally make it into the this legendary Hollow Earth we've heard so much about up to now. Uh, they survive the gravity flip. Kong, no, no problem at all. He's just like, well, what, what gravity flip? Not, not a thing I need to worry about. But the and then he lands. The, and then he lands, and it's a bit of a problem. But uh, he, in, uh, he being Kong, instantly starts taking names. He goes against a couple of these pterodactyl things, kicks their ass, rips one of the rips a head off, and starts eating it. So that's that's pretty dope. One thing that really uh, put my back up a little bit in this scene, they are hundreds of thousands or however far they are they're quite they're at least a mile under under the earth's at least yeah at least at least you know several feet at the very least under the earth's surface they found their way to this hollow earth uh but it's day it's daylight where is this light (laughs) very very bright sunlight i was gonna say very it's there's blinding sunlight because the lens flare going on in the corner most of the it's, shots they've made an absolute michael bay of this of this scene so much sunlight and there's all right there's a bit of lightning down there that would make some light but it wouldn't it is like day and yeah so that that upset me a little bit but then i um you know i moved on with my life because it's a movie yeah the, um I, yeah just a massive faux pas really because unless there's another sun underneath the crust of earth how how does that work? And maybe there is. Who, who are we to know, right? The, this this the research into Hollow Earth is very very early, so maybe there is. Maybe, there maybe. Is a sun. maybe. Um, in other news, um, apparently according to my calculation, it's only thirty Gs. I feel like that's wrong. What? But what can a, what can what do what, they what do those army subjects get subjected to when they're in that? Well, apparently, so, so yeah, I don't know. Nor, apparent. What can we compare thirty Gs to? So apparently fighter pilots can pull up to 9G vertically. So, you know, they're going through more than a fighter pilot would do and they're not wearing G-suits. So they're, they're yeah. doing basically triple the amount of Gs that a fighter jet can pull. Yeah, it does. So there we go. It says at one second exposure, a well-trained sitting human will survive 10G unharmed. Um, but that is, that's the limit. Oh, wait. So apparently how many Gs will knock you out? Oh, here we go. Getting into some real scientific. She's gonna knock you out. <laughs> so apparently, apparently you can pull. Oh god. It, I mean, this article says that three G's is enough to knock you out. It would be enough to deprive the brain of oxygen enough to knock you out. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, so our mates uh, would be dead. Oh yeah, massively in, because um, they were pulling in this. They were pulling twenty nine G's straight off the bat. Because also, yeah. not just that, I mean, even if they survived that initial one, 
we can only assume that the same deceleration happens on the other end, right? But the thing is, they don't slam from yeah. one side of the container to the other. There's no, like, and I've stood... Which is a shame. if you've ever been yeah. on the tube, or you've been on a train that moves off the platform, like, regularly, like, I don't know how regular commuters do it, but I always have to brace myself. You can try and do the cool guy stance, you know, you can put your one leg like, in front of the other and try and brace yourself, but you're gonna, to- you're gonna look like you're about to topple. Oh, yeah. And I I'm mean, imagining, yeah. I don't know the facts, but I'm imagining the tube does go slightly less than 30 Gs. I mean, it definitely doesn't I mean, go from 0 to 650 mile an hour in three seconds. So I think... No. I think even if it were a quarter of that, um, we would have we would have seen some sphinctorial release. They, they would have had a literal um, little egg on their face. Maybe they did. <laughs> maybe. They, they did seem a little bit uncomfortable once they reached the other side. Mm. Um, maybe there was some... some some prolapse going on. Uh, we let's cut to Mecha Godzilla being released, uh, revealed. Uh, this uh, actually contains one of my favourite scenes of the whole movie, um, which comes right at the very beginning when uh, they all enter the chamber, and Bernie out oh. of nowhere just goes. Bah! It is that was genuinely hilarious. I rewound that a few times. Um, that was yeah, excellent. Yeah. And they just shit themselves. And literally, I think that, that scene had me in stitches because yeah. it's actually something that I yeah. would do. I, I think that solidified Bernie. It solidified Bernie as a character um, and showed also why this Josh Valentine character was so useless and he just didn't need to be there yeah. whatsoever. Maybe it's just maybe he was just there to make it a bit less creepy that Millie Bobby Brown was hanging out with... Uh, with the uh, Brian Tyree Henry, I think it was. I think it was there to show a relationship of like you know when there's 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 someone that they're trying to impress and there's one person who's funny, and then the other person tries to one up them and ends up being too much. Yeah, classic tap water. Classic tap water technique. Um, um uh, you know, it's just it's taken me until now to remember where I know, um, uh. Brian Henry from who who played Bernie. He was in uh, Atlanta. Oh, I've not seen that yet. Not seen that. It's such such a good show. Definitely, definitely give it a go. Mm, I will do. I'll add that to the list of Barney recommendations. Yeah, it is a long list. Uh, it is a long list. Speaking of Atlanta and locations that we should talk about again, no, uh, I need no. to go back to another scene. Of, so when they're fighting, I did write a little note about the fact that when Kong was fighting those flying monsters. And films do this a lot, and I don't understand why, because I'm assuming that the military training doesn't set them up for this. But so Kong's fighting these flying dudes, right? And they've right. got these attack helicopters following him, or support choppers that have got an arsenal of weapons. They don't know what these things are. They don't know how strong they are. They don't know how weak they are. Rather than just doing a test fire and just trying to hit one of these things with one missile, they fire the whole fucking lot in one go. At one monster, like it, it might be in a one might have been fine, one could have been plenty. I mean, if you've got a whole arsenal of weapons, you're going to use it all in one, one go, but aren't the, you? Yeah, but there's so many flying dudes; they could have just they could have obliterated one of them and then been like, right, attack the next one. He's like, sorry, mate, yeah, I'm all out. I'm out. Hmm. I'm outy. Yeah, yeah, that's a very good point. To be fair, um, there's a joke they... in there as well about being I'm out. And they, they, they've entered a dragon's den. 
Oh, I, I, I could see um, Duncan Bannatyne just yeah. like, popping up. Hello. <laughs> popping up. Am I? So, Hollowerth, talk, talk to me. Hollowerth, talk to me about Hollowerth. Uh, can I flatten it and put a Bannatyne's fitness centre there? Can can I put a fitness? Can I, I? I used to own ice cream vans, and uh, I, I got seven of them down here in the flat earth. Gold, uh, me, 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 me um, goes a lot. Uh, how much? You, how much you want? There's far too much sun. Uh, it, it, all the sun down here in the flat in the hollow earth, it melts the ice cream. No one wants ice cream. It's just monsters. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Um. Yeah. I mean that. Uh, Mecha, Mecha Godzilla, Mecha, though, Mecha, eh? Mecha Godzilla, yeah. Mecha dude, Mecha dude. fucking um, badass. Robozilla, fucking pool, cool piece of kit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you just know, you know, this is going to be bad. Uh, I was, I was getting, I was getting bad vibes from the offset of Mecha Godzilla, and um, well, well, we'll see how that. I'm sure it'll be fine, right? Develops. When, when it has be fine. building a robotic uh, like- killer machine ever gone wrong? I like how the control pod, uh, the guy who's controlling Mechagodzilla, it looks like a, a teenage Twitch streamer's gaming setup. Yeah, it does. You know, once again, it had kind of that nightclub theme. There was like purple neon lights behind him. Uh, he had his VR headset on. So what's this cool. missing? RGB. Yeah. <laughs> this needs like 100% more RGB. <laughs> he pretty much was sitting in a, in a gamer chair. He was. I was, I was waiting for the donations to start popping up. <laughs> Mr. Beast. Like, yeah, um, the, the downfall Zilla of the Slayer Earth. 69. The downfall of the Earth being streamed on Twitch. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, fucking badass. That whole reveal scene, obviously, he lets out his little robo-Godzilla scream. Absolutely sick. Yeah. Yeah. Really um, good. Yeah, pretty cool. We we now see Mister Zilla arrive, the real one, arrive in uh, in Hong Kong, and he senses some shit going on. So I think he originally arrived there to maybe look at what's happening, maybe to take on this Mech Mech uh, Mech Godzilla, mm. but he senses some antics below below the Earth's crust. Yeah. He knows that uh, King Kong is. Um, well, oh, he has, yeah. he, we found yeah. out that he is he's actually King Kong now because yeah. he sat in a throne and that was all. That and he's got cool an, he's got a stuff. cool axe now too. He's got a cool axe, which I believe is maybe it's made out of um, like one of Godzilla's. Yeah, fins. it does it look like, like it glows it. in the yeah. same way, doesn't it? Um, uh, but yeah, also remember so. the part where he when he enters Hong Kong, he's happily swimming in the river, and decides to surface just before. A bridge rather than after it well so like, I mean, he could have he could have got away with saving some of that some of that infrastructure but he just decided to just fucking blow through this bridge dick move uh, yeah there's I a mean, lot of untold death in this film as well isn't there there's a lot of uh there are a lot of casualties there's a lot of, there's a lot of casualties yeah a lot of the i mean quite a few people die on that bridge needlessly yeah. and then quite a few more people get stomped on but i think it comes to a point where it's sort of um you know there's there's some Darwinism here because you know once well jumping forward slightly so Godzilla knows that Kong's up to up to shifty business in the Hollow Earth he shoots directly down this time with uh, with his 
face shooter. Pea shooter. Um, shoot, pea shooter. He shoots down. Uh, now there's a big hole, and there's just people still standing around it. People are, like looking down in the hole. What's um, the fucking chances that he was standing right above where fucking Kong was? I thought, yeah, is like, come on, slim, yeah, so, somewhat slim. So he's got a whole earth underneath him, and it just so happens that he is literally standing right on top of where Kong is. Yeah, yeah, bullshit. M- movie magic. He's got very, very sensitive feet. Yeah, he can. <laughs> he can sense the low pulse of Kong beneath his feet. <laughs> yeah, he's got very you know, he can, soft soles. Yeah, you can feel it through his floaty foam sandals. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah well, well this, again, it's just his legs must be doing something right. They need to. Yeah. Research tender. Kong. Research Kong. He's got tender legs. No, Godzilla. Just quivering, quivering yeah. away. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's the scene where Kong slips his axe into the floor, um, which obviously is now yeah. the second movie that we're speaking about a artifact being put into a wall or a yeah. hole. Um, yeah. Is this now a is this now a running thing in Hollywood? Yeah, it I think it, it it must be. It's been, I mean, I mean, it's been happening for years, isn't it? Where there's something needs to happen. Oh, there's a gap in the floor. There's a gap in the wall. Well, I happen to have this thing that fits that hole. Yeah. Let's put it in and um, and and see what happens. I don't know that there was a payoff to this though. No, I don't actually know what it did because it obviously it lit up a floor painting is it a painting i don't know but yeah, it lit up a it lit up a floor painting of godzilla on the floor maybe it just yeah maybe it just it, that was his christmas tree that was just the way kong would turn on his christmas tree he'd drop his axe in there and uh and it'd be real pretty yeah. and it was just a little there's a little mural for mm. for godzilla it's just a very elaborate smart home setup it's yeah. his alexa setup yeah um well, of course, because he can't... Yeah, he's sign language, right? Yeah. He can't say Alexa. True. <laughs> um, yeah, but then obviously, after he's slipped his axe into that hole, um, they then take uh, a sample of the energy source, don't they, to beam it back up to power Mechagodzilla. They they, they download. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. They download the energy. They download it. <clears throat> they, uh, they upload the energy. To the cloud. And then to, to the cloud. It's and absurd. I don't know whether they're like what are they are they uploading power or are they uploading kind of well, I d- data? I, I, don't, I, I think it's supposed to be data, works, right? Because they're yeah. trying to basically be, empower Mechagodzilla with the skills of the normal Godzilla, the energy source. Yeah, yeah. How how do they even have a Wi-Fi signal down exactly. there? Exactly. I, I didn't think you'd get four G in the in the Hollow. I mean, maybe that's where four G comes from. Beaming up. My Wi-Fi sometimes oh, doesn't reach the bathroom, let alone. A fucking layer of earth between it. You, have you signed up to Virgin's new package? No, I'm actually on their original one, so I probably should speak to them about that. Well, yeah, they've now got um, Hollow oh, Earth packages. Modem, they? yeah. They've got Hollow oh, Earth okay. capabilities. Yes. I might just need to change my router then. Other no, see, providers yeah, maybe, maybe things available. have got better. Yeah. Um, I'm in, what I find interesting is how, <clears throat> obviously, they're you know hundreds of miles deep, presumably below the... Uh, below the earth's crust so very deep so so very deep and kong just climbs up through that hole that uh, <laughs> yeah. god that godzilla's made he's just like well you know what mate you're you're you've put a hole in my roof Madness. now i'm gonna climb up 
I'm going to climb up with my axe and I'm going to mess you give up. Me, give me, give but, me about four hours. Yeah, give, give me a, a year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that guy must be an absolute beast for, for climbing um, because, yeah, he, he does it pretty quickly. And then this is when he arrives to the top, he slams his hand down, slams his axe down at the top of the hole and there's still just people stood around yeah. it. Uh, and so if they've died at that point, they, let's face it, deserve to. And the humans are left down below fighting those fucking vampire chicken things, aren't they? Oh, God, yeah. He just left yeah. them. Yeah, just, he just left them. You're on your own. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, you're on your own now. Uh, I've got my own shit to sort out, so you're going to have to deal with these because <laughs> this guy's just made a hole in my extension and I need to go and fuck him up. Yeah, yeah sorry. I've got to go deal with this, dude. Um, That's going to be an expensive patch. Yeah. Um. Uh, there's obviously the little scene uh, before he starts climbing where one of the little support helicopters which contains the bad guy's daughter yeah she tries to make a run for it and it actually gave me quite a lot of satisfaction that he just gives a little look inside and then just gives them a little little squeeze I also crushes them it's like hey I know you're evil I especially enjoyed that part of the movie because it was almost like they were trying to it was like a pivot, right? So they pivoted it to, yeah. oh, these guys are actually evil. And then that was just like, boop. Yeah. Evil's yeah. done. Crushed that plot line. And I yeah. really enjoyed it. Yeah, so did I. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, going back to the hole climbing, at what point is the specific gravity inversion happening through that hole? Yeah. Maybe that's what slingshot him up oh. so quickly. Ah, Maybe he jumped in yes. a little bit. There was this kind of, let's say, gravity slingshot. Um shot him up a fair bit and then he just kind of used that momentum to keep climbing I'm I'm doing the movies could writing you, for could it could you just that imagine because let's not forget that when he came through the other way he fell for a long time before imagine mm-hmm. him just being absolutely blasted out of the hole that God, like Godzilla had made <laughs> just straight into space yeah. <laughs> also we have to assume that he's on a he's still on a massive come down right Oh, oh yeah. god! That, yeah, he's, can you imagine? Like you know, he's got the sweat. We've had some heavy nights out, and I would not want to be launched through a fucking portal to another side of the earth in a matter of seconds. Yeah, I mean, we're just assuming this is what's happened because it makes more sense than giant monkey climbing really fast. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, somehow, maybe he did, yeah, he is a maybe, pretty big monkey. Maybe he's just. Well, I mean, he is absolutely shredded, but. Maybe yeah. this is just like an afternoon workout for him. Maybe he's just used to climbing up really massive holes. Maybe. Uh, but now we see him fighting. So now uh, King Kong is back on uh, on uh, the top layer. He's back on, on solid ground above sea level. Uh, and he's fighting, you know, hand-to-hand with, uh, with Godzilla. Although it's not entirely hand-to-hand, he does have an axe now, which... I guess that levels the playing field because um, Godzilla has a load of built-in axes in his back. So yeah, that's cool. it is pretty cool. Uh, and then we'll address uh, what we all want to talk about, which is uh, during the fight, Godzilla, <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla is about to let off an almighty face blast. He's really powered up. He's he's really he's Face lent blast. into this when he's like this is this is going to be a great one this is going to blow the absolute ass off King. You know Kong. when like bullies in the schoolyard breath- like proper like hocker boogie ready to <laughs> yeah he's like <gasps> and then Kong just rams the handle of his axe <laughs> right into his throat he just freaking <clears throat> just 
full on deep throat at this uh, this axe handle, and I thought that was really great. That was my favorite visual of the movie. It's probably the most ancient artifact um, that's ever been deep throated. Yeah, <laughs> I mean he he fucking full on jammed that in there. He took it like a champ. Yeah, that though. I mean, he didn't even gag. Oh. No, he he was like, keep pushing. Yeah. <laughs> I can I can fucking go. I can go all the way to the fucking blade. Godzilla just leaned into it <laughs> ah. <laughs> like a slide whistle. <laughs> fucking keep on going. It makes so much sense now why why their relationship changes later on. I mean, there is that moment <laughs> so, shortly after this where they yeah. just stare into each other's eyes for a good good f- few seconds. Yeah, see, that's where the, yeah. the, the soundtrack should have had an opportunity to shine there, and it missed it. Yeah, <laughs> just j- change the tone completely yeah. Yeah. so that it becomes lovely. Oh, For, now we're friends. You just extract it from and, a '90s Julia Roberts movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the, this whole fight sequence I think is is done really well. Um, so so good. Yeah, and then obviously I think the big uh, crescendo moment at the end, isn't it, is when because uh, obviously they're, they're going backwards and forwards a little bit and then there's the moment where Kong launches himself through the air wielding the axe and Godzilla is firing back at him with his radioactive shooty laser beam mouth Yeah. Um, and then he brings the axe down into Godzilla's face uh, the axe and Kong shoot off and then uh, then we're left with Kong in a heap on the floor with Godzilla kind of standing on his chest, which is when they have this sexually charged moment where they're just kind yeah. of roaring at each other. It's wonderful. It is quite wonderful, actually. And I, um, yeah, it's just a really touching moment, I think. Mm. Is that, Gave me a little shift. Yeah, because yeah, in that moment as well, isn't it? Doesn't Godzilla... Because Kong's trying to retreat and Godzilla's just scr- like clawing at his chest and then, yeah, stands on him and essentially yeah. realises that he's won. So he, yeah... He's just uh, beating down on him like, why can't I quit you? you. Uh, Just shouting, we good, bro? We good? (laughs) We good, bro? (laughs) Stay down. Stay down. (laughs) Don't get up. Stay down. Um, Yeah, and then after that moment, like uh, as you said, Barney, Godzilla kind of knows he's bested him. He goes to walk away. Kong shouts, you fucking lost, bitch. No, he doesn't. Uh, Kong's dying, basically. Yeah, better keep one. Yeah. He signs it. Um, but all the meanwhile... I think the only thing he can actually sign is home. So. <laughs> yeah. No, no Godzilla, Godzilla does it with his tiny arms. He's just like, <laughs> you're done. <laughs> you're done, son. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I think we cut back into Apex again, don't we? Uh, where they're, they've successfully downloaded their data from Hollow Earth. They've cracked the code of how to create this energy source they've not tested it what could possibly go wrong energy yeah uh, and this is yeah this is where we uh find out for anyone who hasn't realized by this point massive twist apex are the bad guys what? wait what i so, didn't know that what? i never knew that i never knew that never knew that what um yeah so they they obviously fire up Mechagodzilla with his new found energy source and shock horror Mechagodzilla becomes sentient and basically oh, no. fucks up the fucking guy that built him yeah, yeah. Did, I mean up the while he's trying to reveal do his classic reveal the evil plan yeah did anyone see this coming 
I mean, it took me totally by surprise. I was utterly shocked at that moment. Yeah. What? Although, yeah, huge, huge shock. Uh, jokes aside, um, I actually, I was kind of expecting there to be a little bit of piloting. Like, the, the actual pilot bit didn't even make out of the, out of the... the he, he was still locked in his dock. Twitch stream. Yeah, still he was mm. still streaming Warzone. But, um... <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of expecting the Mechagodzilla to surface and then something to happen while the battle was going on. Yeah. I think I was quite expecting the sentience to happen. Straight off the bat. Just almost immediately after he's booted up. Yeah, I was, ex- I was expecting, usually when this kind of stuff happens, it's there's at least a couple of minutes of, oh yeah, we're in control, yeah. we're doing what we need to. Although, I guess, if that didn't happen when it happened, then he wouldn't have like taken out the... Um, uh, he wouldn't have taken out the Walter, uh, Walter Simmons character yeah, true. Uh, in such a satisfying yeah, way, true. just like swiped through the glass and and killed him off. Um, yeah, the movie does. A, yeah, so the movie does a very good job of making you realize that it's about Kong and Godzilla. Like it's almost like it fucks off the subplots. So it's like you know you you yeah. reve- it's revealed that that they're trying to get this for nefarious purposes, and then that 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 ship gets crushed, and then. Yeah, you think that they're going to pilot Mechagodzilla for nefarious purposes and then the head of Apex gets fucking murdered. And it's just very yeah. much just like, no, 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 no. No, we're, we're getting back to the battle of these fucking giant monsters. So yeah. not, today. <laughs> not today. Um, So we see Mechagodzilla rise out. He he just jumps through the ceiling or wall or whatever. It is. He's, they're, just, they're not worried about uh, budgets for rebuilding anything in this movie. Yeah. Um, Mechagodzilla comes out. He kicks the shite out of OG Godzilla. As that's, I was, I was kind of satisfying to see to begin with, because I mean, by this point, we know what's going to happen. Um, you know, Mechagodzilla is beating on regular Godzilla. Uh, we see Kong is still on the floor, but we find a way to bring him back to life. Um, you know, Alexander Skarsgård's character, he basically gives him chest compressions by blowing up his ship or something. Yeah, I mean um I mean it worked, didn't it? It did. It came back like a fucking man possessed. It is it, it was like the scene it is like in Crank with Jason Statham. Uh you know, he he was brought back to life. He had this surge of electricity through run through his body. I was just expecting him to like go from his back, just like kick up onto his feet. I'm alive <laughs> and just <laughs> absolutely start tearing shit apart. He did almost statham it, didn't he? He did. Yeah. He did sit up bolt upright and I was like, fuck me, he's gonna <laughs> fucking go off on one. Um pops his shoulder back in. He does. That was great. I love that. Yeah. Nice really nice touch. He like um rams his shoulder against a building to pop it back into yeah, uh, into socket. That was really That's cool. the equivalent of popping a resolve in a KFC after a night out. <laughs> now he's hit that he's hit, he's hit that point of the hangover. It's sort of like two PM and he's like, No, I'm ready to eat now and get some water yeah. down me. He's like He's actually just realised that that shoulder's been dislocated for the whole movie. He's like, Fuck <laughs> yeah. Is this is this why I've been so useless? Yeah. I could have cleared um, that hole even quicker. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so now Kong is revived and he's uh, he's running over to help his new friend Godzilla to take on Voltron. Um, so that's cool. There's now a nice little scene uh, where we see them kind of double team this uh, this Mecha Godzilla. I mean, it's the best mm. tag team since 
rocking mankind. That's it. Yeah. And so, luckily, now Josh and Bernie are here to save the world. They they figure the way to stop Mecha Godzilla is to guess the password. Oh yeah. I mean, what they they've seen a computer. They're like, the way to stop Godzilla. And trust me on this, is to work out the password. It's the only way, yeah. right? And so, well, they're trying to. So they start. Yeah. Trying to stop the they start one. trying to work it out. I don't know how many passwords they go through. They go through password, password one two three, password one exclamation mark, apex one, um, apex one two, and and so on until eventually they get locked out. And then Bernie has the great idea, and uh, this is usually the the best way to to stop a, a huge robot taking it's over how I do Hong, Kong, Hong Kong is by just chucking a drink over the control panel. But do you know where the drink came it, from? Where did the drink it come from? It was the hip flask. Oh, oh shit. Oh. See? There we go. We come full circle. No, and you said it and was a filler scene. You said it was now a filler done. scene, Lou. It had key plot point in it. It, it was canon, <laughs> it turns out. God, that was actually... Um, now it changed my mind. That's the best scene in the movie. Yeah, <laughs> they're sitting in the diner trying to talk about fluoride. Yeah, it's it, it, it without that scene, none of it would have made sense. Meaningless. None, none of it would have made sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he couldn't have just picked up a drink from the side. Maybe it was a no drinks policy console. in that yeah. room. There must have been because if that's all Maybe. it took to, you know, because oftentimes I've realised that when I, you know, when I'm building large scale um, monoliths and sort of systems that will help me destroy the world. I tend to rely on the fact that if the computer computer stops communicating with the other computers, it just fucks off the plan. Yeah, I find redundancies are overrated. Um, so yeah, we now uh, the drink has been spilled, which slows down Mecha Godzilla. Uh, I I don't think it doesn't really stop him, but it stops his shooty hands and and his uh, which, and his spinny tail, which he's about to jam into Godzilla's throat. Oh no, yeah, Kong's throat. And, and it's, uh, yeah, and let's not yeah, let's not forget spinny tail. We don't know how Kong can um, take those things either. No, that's it. Uh, long story short, uh, this this gives Kong the edge he needs to to do him up. Finishes him off with his with his power axe. I mean, he that's fucking nice. goes to town. Like it's yeah. it's it's brutal. Like he cuts his arms off. Did he cut his tail mm. off at one point? Like, yeah, he cuts off all his limbs, I think. Yeah, and then he just absolutely tears his head off, spinal cord and all. And there's all the Kong oil just like absolute pouring yeah. out of his limbs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and then he does the fatality, doesn't he? The Mortal Kombat style one. He grabs his fucking yes. head, he rips and just his head, tears off. his spinal cord out. Yeah, through yeah. his neck. That was great. Yeah, it was that was sick. Uh, and that's that's it. That's mm. it's game over, isn't it? Yeah. There's a there's a knowing look between. Kong and Godzilla, and Godzilla wanders back off into the sea. That's it. Godzilla knows he owes Kong one, and uh, off he trots. Yeah. He, um, he's like, yeah, no, we're cool now. All good. It's been a long day <laughs> without you, my friend. I do think and, that, um, yeah. yeah, I think that relationship between Kong and Godzilla throughout the movie is quite nice, because it's, it's like a mutual understanding that they just, they pretty much just both just want to be left alone, right? Then why the fuck did Godzilla come looking for him then? Because didn't they antagonize? Didn't they antagonize him? Because weren't they know. trying to use Kong to stop Godzilla? I don't know. Yeah, there, there's a few things which were left unanswered, like why Godzilla was coming for Kong, why why he was, 
you know, what Godzilla knew because there was kind of talks in the beginning from Millie Bobby Brown's character where she like, but Godzilla used to be good. Uh, he saved us and now he's being bad. Um, and they never found out, you know, what the problem was. Was guessing, there a, a thorn in his foot? The Unless they did find what the problem was. I think, I think that they, the understanding of the yeah, film, I and I can't, I can't remember it very well, but in the 2014 Godzilla, it was the same thing where they touched upon it in this film where they they did touch upon the fact that Godzilla and, well, Godzilla specifically was happily just doing his own thing, but they militarized this robot Godzilla because they didn't think that the world was safe having him in the world. So they almost basically just didn't trust him to always be peaceful. Mm. So I think that's what it was because originally weren't they trying to use Kong as their kaiju? Yeah, fair. Um, Yeah, and then obviously we cut to there's a little scene which just you know this just epitomizes josh for me where obviously millie bobby brown's character is reunited with uh carl chandler her dad and josh just comes out with a line it was madison's idea and it's his final line of the movie and it just infuriated me because it just summarized it just sums him up as a person i didn't do anything character it was all madison's idea bye yeah, yeah. It was just something very unlikable about his character. Yeah. Um. It was. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. I don't know whether it was. Whether it's on the actor or whether it was on, the director, but just somewhere along the way they made him very unlikable. Like very, very much a tryhard. Yeah, is is a tryhard um, supporting comedy role, yeah. which just was out of place. You know, if you compare it to the comic relief of Bernie Hayes. Uh, who was a very good piece of comic relief in the movie, uh, but wasn't trying hard. It was just kind of, oh, I just say funny stuff sometimes. Whereas, you know, this Josh Valentine character was, it, it was just constantly trying to come out with quips, which didn't fit the movie. Yeah, like yeah. I remember Bernie at one point uh, when they emerged through the floor panels into the into the, the ba- into the base. And the guards turn around and they're facing them and he's like, I'm maintenance, I'm just maintenance. And that was, I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> and then they fucking shoot through the door. Yeah. Uh, we we jump now to, so Godzilla's descended into the sea. Uh, we're looking at this final uh, happy little scene and it shows that it's, we've got Kong monitoring station, Hollow Earth. Uh, why? I mean, they brought Kong home. He can now live a happy life doing whatever the how Kongs do. Um, why are they still monitoring him? Why can't they just leave him? You know, th- his purpose was to like help them. Uh, you know, achieve well, stop Godzilla wrecking the place, and in the end, I guess they kind of did. Uh, why do they still need to monitor him? He's clearly friendly, and if they need his help again, pop down the hole and. Uh, maybe Um, it's to do with like you know when you know you fucked up and you try and overly compensate by just like doing whatever you can to help out maybe that's what they're like they're like hey man look you you need anything we're right we're right over there you just (laughs) you just you just come over you just anything you want man you want some of those vampire chicken things we'll get you those don't don't worry about it don't worry about it just got a little button that he presses when he needs (laughs) waiter service they just have to come running it's the kong concierge Um, station yeah, I thought it was a nice ending. Uh, 
but yeah, I questioned the exact same thing. Like, just leave the guy alone. Like you seem yeah. like you seem to be able to find him quite easily wherever he is. So why do you need to monitor him all the time? You know he's going to be down there. If he wants to come and see you, he'll he'll pop up through the hole. Um, yeah. And likewise, and also, you can pop down the hole to see him. Just leave the guy alone. He's got alone. a throne room now, right? So he's going to be in there. He's not going to have sodded off anywhere else. Like he's going to be he's going to be lapping that up. Yeah, of course. I mean, yeah. Why wouldn't you be in the throne room parading yeah. around naked? Yeah. What? what? Kong episode of Cribs. <laughs> Welcome to my crib. Oh, wait, no, he'd have to sign. I don't know why I thought he'd speak. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the soundtrack would yeah. still fit. They'd still, they'd still find a way to squeeze a yeah. crib song in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, you know, it was a, it was a well-rounded finish to the film. I'm interested to see where Godzilla pissed off to, but I'm sure we'll find out in the next one. Yeah. yeah. Find out next time on Godzilla vs. Sharknado. Yeah. Oh, that'd be I'd quite good. Film. Yeah, I'd watch that. And and we then, have already seen yeah. a few few Godzilla variants, haven't we? Uh I think yeah. yeah, we've we've lined up a few to discuss at a later date, which I think I think so. Will be quite good fun. Yes. Um so yeah. Is it, is it final thoughts time? I think it might be time for final time for thoughts. Final thoughts. So yes. um who who wants to count down? Shall I count down or count us down? Yeah. Yeah, count us right. in. So we'll go on three. So one, two, three. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Ding. That was bloody lovely again. Final <laughs> thoughts were: film was overall very good. The fight scenes were more than very good. They were exceptional. They were just awesome to watch. Uh, like the CGI was great, and the actual like choreography was brilliant too. Those dance scenes were fantastic. Yeah, those dance scenes were just excellent. That Godzilla striptease, I live, I live for that. But yeah, I really, really enjoyed it. What would you? Would what you would give you give it a, a rating? Yeah. Oh, we, am I doing the score now? Or I thought we could, should I get your yeah. final thoughts first, and then we all no, give it, give it a score. Give us a score. Yeah. Ooh, I'm gonna give it. What's out of? Whatever you want. You. All right. Out of twenty-seven and a half, I'm gonna give it. A twenty-five and a half. That's high praise. Hmm. Mm. Fantastic, Barney. Um, I liked the movie. I thought it was a good movie, and uh, I, I liked the characters, apart from the ones I didn't like. And uh, I think I've made it very clear who I didn't like, who I did like. Uh, at the end of this, I believe my favourite character. So the most badass character to begin with and the most powerful is Godzilla. Um, the most, I think, my favourite my favorite uh, by the end was Kong mm. because although he's not the strongest, he is fucking brutal. He's got an axe and he just, he don't give a damn. He don't need no man. And uh, he's, he's just a, an overall cool guy who... Mm. Uh, I hope we we see much more of him as time goes on. Um, yeah, fairly well balanced, a bit cheesy in places, but about what we expected of this kind of movie. Um, I'm going to give it 70 out of 100. Nice. nice. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the movie. Uh, I thought it had its moments. I think the fight sequences were um, pretty cool. 
Uh, I thought CGI throughout seemed to be there or thereabouts. I don't think there was any bits that really lapsed for me or just didn't work. Um, I think for me before, I, I mean, before watching the film, I kind of said to you guys that I thought that the winner would be Kong. And I think I stand by that. I think technically he did win, even though Godzilla bested him in the fights that they had. I still think the overall winner is Kong because I think, um, like you said, Bonnie, he's just a brutal badass um, and he has no filter because literally he does whatever the fuck he wants. Um, so yeah, you know, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I think um, for a Godzilla vs. Kong or Kong or Godzilla movie, I think it stood up well against the others. So for me, I'm going to give it six out of ten Michael Bays. Okay. Oh, that's a lot of Michael Bays. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think you, the lens flares just gave it that. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Perfect. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, I I want to discuss a uh, before we wrap up. I want to discuss a another movie that I caught on Netflix, uh, which you may or may not have seen or be planning on watching. Uh, it's called Thunder Force. Uh, have you have you seen uh, this? I feel like I've seen it advertised i don't think i've dedicated any time to finding out more about it but i'm yeah, intrigued I just saw it on my feed yesterday yeah it's, it's been heavy it's being heavily pushed by netflix it's got melissa mccarthy in it uh and it's got uh, octavia spencer and uh, effectively they become superheroes through you know because methods and uh you know what i thought going into it it would be an awful movie and actually uh it it really was so i wouldn't recommend it uh i mean the moment you said melissa mccarthy i had my doubts yeah uh she's uh, i think the problem is she's been kind of typecast now like she was very funny in bridesmaids uh but then she was very funny in bridesmaids actually after that it's been very much a downhill spiral like she's she's always playing very similar kinds of characters uh that just that over the top I, I don't know I I didn't enjoy it um, and I, I I'd implore you not to watch it mm. well I, actually on that recommendation I feel like we should maybe review it yeah I'd rather not have to watch it again if that's okay yeah, I, think, I think actually I think we were discussing doing solo podcast episodes as well so I think yeah Barney if you could watch it again and and review it for us that'd be that'd be great yeah I, I mean I, I'm on, yeah I'm on board for that so yeah cheers okay. Barney Excellent. Thanks for thanks That's for good. taking that one for the oh, team. Amazing, thank you, mate. Yeah, that saves a lot of time on our end because yeah, I was trying to free up my schedule. So brilliant. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm gonna pop on my stark glasses and wish you wish you a, a good week ahead. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening. Yeah. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. Bye. Bye bye. Goodbye.